It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. My name is Jason Squires, and I am the host of this podcast. Um, today, we are joined by my good friend, Brian Tabor. Brian, how's it going, man? Going great, man. Thanks for having me. Oh, dude, I'm so excited about this. We have some... We were just... Before we hit record, we were laughing about <laughs> some things that are coming in this podcast, but I'm oh, I'm excited yeah. to tell some stories here in a minute. But before <laughs> before we like jump into it, for like the three people who don't know who you are, because you're, you're, you're oh, a very known... Okay. You're a very known source of 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 equipping and entertaining worship leaders. Tell us about you. Tell us who you are. Um, yeah, so my my name's Brian. I am a uh, I've been a worship pastor for thirty years. I live in Indianapolis with my wife, Kim, and our dog Sammy. And uh, in 2016, I started a meme account on Instagram. At that point, it was called Worship Leader Probs. Uh, today, it's called Worship Probs. And uh, worship props podcast and worship karaoke and a bunch of other stuff and uh, just having a blast trying to entertain, encourage, and equip worship and production leaders and their teams. So good. And I, I, my whole goal in life is to not end up on your Instagram account. <laughs> that is my my entire goal as a worship leader is to not be one of your posts. That's like that's all I that's all I ask every time I'm on stage. Every time I see one of your posts, I'm like, my whole goal is to not be that oh, guy. Man. That's because that we've all been there. Like absolutely, it ha- life happens, yeah. right? I, I it mean, does. It-, it does absolutely. Life happens, and my the, God's gift to me is that when I started in ministry, everybody wasn't carrying around a video camera, <laughs> and you know, every <laughs> service wasn't live streamed, that's and so that's true. God's gift to me, man. So the live crazy. stream. The I mean, I I I I led worship. When, I mean, I we used to record when I would lead, and then I'd watch it back, like playback. You'd watch it and kind of like critique yourself. But man, the live stream thing. There's no getting that back. Oh, there's man. It's, it, it lives on forever, and it's always the service that uh, the service from the production side that goes the best is the one that went the poorest for you, like yes. as the leader, like where you said you know flavor instead of favor or whatever. Right. I mean, yeah. It's, it's always that one. <laughs> it lives on forever. That's amazing. Well, this this month we're talking about stage transitions and pres stage presence. But before we do that, there has to be a story like from that you've done. Like when you're on stage, tell us about like a funny stage story or something that you've done or because we've all been there and it's mm-hmm. really fun to live through other people and go. I, it's not just me that said flavor instead of favor or <laughs> like it's not just me that had, you know that had done those kind of things but uh tell us tell us a stage story that something that happened with you oh man well i i would have to narrow it down because i've made like every mistake <laughs> you could make back in the beginning especially um probably the one that takes the cake for me is uh it was christmas eve um our last service was at nine o'clock p.m and the room was packed it's christmas eve it's snowing outside it was like hallmark christmas eve service and so we come to the end and i step up to lead uh silent night you know with candle lighting you know everybody the room there are people standing it was just jammed and um 
we're, we're, I'm leading Silent Night. And I, what I didn't realize is that somebody in our choir had handed me a candle and the candle has that paper thing that catches the wax. The wax right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 There's like some highbrow name for that. And I can never remember what it is, but so what I didn't realize is the wick on my specific candle, it came out the top of the candle and then went back into the candle. Oh, I didn't notice that. And so, uh, when my candle got lit, it, the wick burned in two different directions. So <laughs> I'm like, Oh wow. Okay. Are you wearing is, a guitar? At this, I'm at not two? wearing a guitar. Not, thankfully, no. okay. but this was back in the like suit and tie days. So I'm okay. like, full suit tie every you know the whole deal so i'm i'm leading silent night and as the, as it burns towards the paper thing the paper thing starts to kind of smoke and it eventually catches on fire oh, and i'm like oh boy can i make this last you know <laughs> for the whole song right so the problem is the more the paper thing burned the bigger the hole got oh and no. the bigger and eventually the hole gets big enough. The paper thing just falls on my hand. Right. Oh. And it's, it's fully on fire at this point. <laughs> and again, nine o'clock service, Christmas Eve, snowing outside room is packed. So what would you do if you were holding something that was on fire? I, I don't even know. I don't, I mean, you can't, I threw it on the ground and I stomped it out. That was just my react. That's my, that was my I natural mean, reaction. That's a, that's a natural reaction. I could, that's a I could go with that. reaction. I lost all context of where I was and what I was doing. I throw it on the ground. Thankfully it was not carpet. It was wood. So I throw it on the ground. I stomp it out and, uh, and sort of finish the song, but people in the congregation are totally losing it. Like laughing. Uh, I have, uh, I have a dear friend uh, who laughed so hard it sent her into labor. Um, she had to get rushed to the hospital. She had a Christmas baby. And so guys afterwards are coming up to me going, what happened, man? I, I kept saying to my wife, how come Brian's candle is so much brighter than everyone else's? And I was like, well, that's because it was on fire. So... Thankfully, there was no live stream and no video cameras. Oh, my gosh. That just that made be. my whole day. Yeah, man. So, picturing, yeah, I'm picturing, why is Brian's candle so much brighter? You're stomping <laughs> it out. Next up, this little light of mine. Don't let <laughs> exactly. Satan quit out. Like, oh, Lord, man. I was like, oh, man. And I was, you know, I just lost all perspective on what, mo what moment we were in. And there probably was a hundred ways to handle it that would have been way more gracious than that. But I was just my reaction so i love that you say you drop out. it on the ground thankful it wasn't carpet like that yeah because then the set <laughs> catches on fire and then oh, everybody's gosh. running out and oh can you're you just standing imagine? there you're just <laughs> merry christmas everybody please leave the building as quickly as possible <laughs> did that person name their child brian i feel like they, i feel like you should be <laughs> they didn't i think I, that was uh, that's a that's a missed opportunity that's a missed man. opportunity that's a hundred percent missed opportunity <laughs> mom how'd i get my name let me tell you a story <laughs> Oh goodness. Yeah, it was I wild, don't, man. People don't realize like when you're on stage, like everything, I mean, my, especially oh, yeah. as a leader, like my brain is always running with how to not make that happen. And have you ever have you ever just played with the team and you sit back and you go, I have nothing to think about as I'm just yeah, like I, as I'm just, you know, pl like playing so the song nice, and and then yeah. you go, this is why people volunteer for worship team. Because this is this is so much easier than the guy over there oh, who man. has all the problems and all well, the And that's stress. when they think when when people say, like, why do you need a confidence monitor? Shouldn't you memorize the songs? I, I always want to say, like, 
okay, so if literally all I was doing is just singing something, that would be one thing, but you're right. leading, you're coordinating a band, you're, you're, you're trying to be in touch with the spirit and what's going on in the room and what, you know, what, where should we go next? And all, I mean, uh, there's so much going through your mind as the leader in, and it's, if you, man, if you have that, if you have those words in the back, it's pretty helpful. It's pretty helpful. My, so my, my, my iPad or my, uh, uh, music stand confidence, modern argument mm -hmm. always comes back to, we used to go to see the voice pre COVID. We used to go fly, go down to Southern California and watch the voice live mm -hmm. and their house band uses music stands. So I'm oh, like, wow. if the guys on wow. The Voice are using music stands, I feel yeah. like it's okay for us in church to use confidence right. monitors and pro level, man, and yep. and you know, or use iPads or whatever. And uh, yeah, I was I always use them. People go, oh, I got to memorize it. You're like, mm. <laughs> like top of their game musicians are using are using music stands. Right. So I'm gonna right. I'm gonna let the volunteer guitar player use a music stand because it's gonna absolutely. be absolutely it's part of the process, but. Hey, so now a lot of us can easily put together a set list. Like it's, I mean, as a worship leader, you go four songs. I can get four songs to flow together and, you know, make it make, tie them together, make it make sense. But when you're crafting a service, like what is, what is going through your mind as a worship leader? What are you thinking about? And kind of how do you, how do you come? Cause you're now also like, like me, you're showing up at different churches on a Sunday. And so you're not like, maybe you're not necessarily involved in the planning of the service or in the, mm -hmm the overarching vision of the service you're kind of coming in. So what are you thinking as you kind of craft a set and craft an order? Well, hope, hopefully the, the church, like if you're on staff, you can go to your pastor or if you're even guest leading, hopefully they've given you some sort of target. Like, you know, uh, the services centered around this theme, or we're talking about this, um, attribute of God, uh, or God's character today, you know, we're talking about that. And so, um, you know, I was, I, I was really grateful in my last church. I was there for almost 14 years and my pastor was amazing. And he, when I, when I went there, he said, you know, we had lots of great talks and he's like, I want, I want every service to do four things. And these are things that I've just carried with me, you know, even now in this new season and all that. And he's the four things were, I want every service that we do to be God focused. I want it to be highly engaging. So we engage the people. Yeah. I want it to be seamless and I want it to be excellent. And so I told him, um, okay, that's your, that's your desire. I will meet you at that desire provided you give me a, a target. Yeah. If you give me a target every week, I, even if it's the same target every week, whatever yep. it is, you give me a, a clear target. I'll work uh, as hard as I can to hit it as hard as I can every single week. And so that's, that would be my, my first step would be, okay, what's the target? What are we, what are we looking to accomplish? Obviously that all the Sunday school stuff, you know, like we want to honor God. We want to worship God. We want a deep encounter with God. All, we want to point people to Jesus, all of that. Um, but what's the, what, what is the, what's the theme or what's the overall, you know, there are certain Sundays like Easter and Christmas and all those are, are they kind of unfold the good Friday, you know, those are services that kind of come with their own theme. But yep. you know, I had a pastor who would do lots of really long series. Um, like we'd be, we'd do a book of the Bible and we might take two and a half years to, to do a book in the, of the Bible. And so, um, you know, it was really helpful to have that open dialogue about, okay, what's the, what is the target this week? What are we looking to accomplish? So that's, that's probably the main thing 
at least for me that I'm that I'm thinking about. That's so good. Can you repeat those four things? You, yeah. yeah, he wanted every every service to uh, uh, to be God focused first. Secondly, highly engaging. We want to engage the people. Um, and that's not to say we didn't occasionally do still like special music or or whatever, but it was uh, it was special music that fit into the context of what we were doing that day. So we, we wanted to engage the people. Uh, third, we wanted it to be uh, seamless. And four, uh, we, he wanted it to be excellent. Man, I feel like if you if you can get that, you have accomplished the yeah. you've accomplished the goal of what Sunday morning should be. Those four tangible yeah. like tangible goals like tangible and uh i love that it was it wasn't just like somebody's thoughts it was like no as a as a staff like mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna run towards these things to say if we don't meet these how do we fix them and how do we yeah how do absolutely. we like how do we come at it a different way or you know that one didn't work maybe next time we'll try it this way rather than just you know throwing you know putting four songs and a message together right, and absolutely. you know mo moving forward it's like that's not I, i'm always the guy who wants to ask the question like why why we do something like i still to this day ask the question why we do greeting time in a service because oh, it's like yes. make it, if i've i've said it probably a thousand times from stage like hey everybody turn and greet your those around you yeah, until yeah. you're in the room you go i don't want to i don't want to i don't want to do that the i don't want to do that i don't are like hands in the pocket or pretending to check your phone or it's right like I gotta i'm go gonna to go get coffee i'm gonna time to get my coffee refilled you know this is i need to be my back cup. in two and a half minutes <laughs> that's right and i'm an extrovert and that's the thing like yeah. my wife's an introvert and she's like She's like, you think you have it bad, and I'm like, I don't. Oh yeah, I don't want to. Hi, how's it going? How how's your? What's your day? You know, yeah, my favorite cake is bad. chocolate cake. You know, like yeah, what? Exactly. It, like right. it doesn't. You know, it, <laughs> anyway. But, hey, so you've now you've devoted your life to equipping worship leaders. Like this is, mm -hmm. like it's not just like a side thing or like a passion. Like you have literally gone. You and your wife have gone. We're going to you know devote our lives to equipping worship leaders. What have you mm -hmm. seen is the biggest challenge with transition and stage presence as you've worked with worship leaders and teams and, you know, maybe shown up at a different church that you're not necessarily a part of because you can kind of secret shop the church as you're in that mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. What do you kind of find the, as that, that biggest challenge worship leaders are facing? You know, I, and I've certainly been guilty of this uh, as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm talking to myself as well as worship leaders who might be listening, but I, I think, I think oftentimes we settle uh, as opposed to really, pushing through and and finding what is the best for us a moment or for a service i think i think we we sometimes we settle with just getting this the set planned uh you know and the team scheduled and, and those are not small obstacles but but we we kind of sometimes stop there and and settle and and you know transitions you know, one of the things, one of the four things my pastor gave me was that it should be seamless. And so, you know, as you're picking songs that flow together and um, figuring out like what, what transitions need uh, you to kind of uh, pastor those moments, like to speak maybe in between songs. And, and if you, if you feel led to do that, what are you going to say? You know, thinking about that ahead of time, I think, Again, I've been guilty of that. You know, it's so easy to just quote some lyrics from the song you just sang or the lyrics from the song that that you're going into. But man, if you're if if the lyrics of the songs are your deepest conversation about God, there's an issue. Mm. 
you know, that, that you need to probably press into, I think. And that, um, and that has to do with, uh, leading from the overflow, I think like from the overflow of your own relationship with the Lord, your own personal time with the Lord, like, are you spending time worshiping through your set before you get to rehearsal? You know, while you're planning, are you spending time worshiping through that yourself? I think those moments will kind of present themselves uh, to you and it, and, and doing that allows you to prepare so that you're, you're ready. And even, even, even in your rehearsals, man, like having some moments maybe that aren't in planning center, like maybe, maybe a spontaneous moment at the end of a song, you know, in your rehearsal that trains you, it trains your team. It trains the production team. Oh, oh, they're going someplace that's not in the plan. We need to really dial in and pay attention. You know, it kind of creates the culture of, um, okay, this is more than just a math equation you know, this song, plus this song, plus this song, plus prayer, plus offering, you know, plus the message or whatever. Um, and I think that, I think that's a fundamental, uh, switch, a flip of the switch that, that really transforms it into an experience. And so, man, I, I think, I think, I think sometimes we settle for less than we should go after in, in those transitional moments. And I think it's, I think it's all about, about, uh, I think it's all about preparation. I love that's it. That's my two cents. Yeah. No, I love it. I, I, that's, I, I, the, the idea that like songs using songs as a transition, the title, the lyrics, you ever sit in a crowd and you're like, Oh, I know what song's coming next. Right. Exactly. Um, I'm so like, And I'm so guilty I, of this guys. I, I totally, totally. And you, and you yeah. sit back and go, I feel like I have to say something and I didn't think about it. So, right. you know, let's talk about the next song and, and, and how it, you know, or use the lyrics to in my prayer. Or, right. And right. It, like, it doesn't, it's like, it's just sitting there as kind of like low, low hanging fruit to go. I can take this and run with it rather than it's easy. You know, it's quick thought. and it's, it's quick yeah. and easy, you know? And I, I remember, I don't remember the movie, but there's a line like quick and easy is how you bake a cake, but you know, quick and easy is not how you do this or whatever. So in our context, man, that's, yeah, you know, uh, worshiping through your set, you know, um, what, what, and, and this is a whole other conversation about the songs that we pick and all that, yeah. like, where is that song anchored and, and tethered to scripture? You know, um, that's a really easy way to, to, to craft a transition is, you know, what, what, what passage of scripture is this song, you know, tethered to, and let me, let me lift that out, you know, as, as a way of, uh, helping our congregation understand the song, understand the moment, understand the why we picked this song. You know, uh, we're 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 putting theology on the lips of our people. We're also uh, we're also helping to educate our people. You know, some this is a sidebar. So sorry for the tangent, yeah. but like some, sometimes I think our people have issues with songs, maybe the theology of a song because they don't know the theology of the song right or they don't or or they they make an assumption um based on who wrote the song or what church the song came from or whatever they make an assumption about the song um and so you know helping to lift out okay this this song you know it came from the book of psalms and here's the you know it's it's almost like word for word you know psalm 32 or whatever psalm it is you know and helping helping our our people to understand that um you know it helps us as a leader uh, it also helps us to 
lead them and to help educate them on like where, where this comes from. This is why we're singing it. This is what this uh, means, you know, from the Bible. It's, I think that's, I think, I think all those are really, really important as we, you know, we, we spend all this time, what are we going to wear? What are we going to wear? Are we going to allow hats on stage? Are we going to allow tennis shoes and jeans? Can the jeans be ripped? Can they, you know, you know, all that stuff. We spend all this time on, on things like that. We get, we get uh band members scheduled, we get singers scheduled and we, and then we kind of crank the set in there. And sometimes not all the time, but sometimes it's kind of stops there and we kind of settle on that. And uh, really that's, that's just the beginning, you know, yep. as the leader, we need to be worshiping through that set. So we're really, really prepared. Um, and those, those transitions, you know, start small, man. Yeah. You know, start, start crafted. out. I, I used to write mine out. Um, even at the end, I was approaching, you know, 30 years and I've been doing it a while and I would craft out what I was going to say. I'd have it on my iPad. I'd have it memorized, but I'd have some notes there. So I didn't, you know, sometimes when you're riffing, it can get really, really long. And I don't know that that's what we're after either. And, um, yeah, st man, start small and, and, you know, make, make one of those like spoken transitions in a, in a set and, and see how it goes and, and talk to your pastor. How'd you, how'd you feel about that? You know, how, if you're, if it's in a staff situation and not like a guest leading situation, yep. you know, talk with your pastor, what would you think of that transition? You know, I'm trying to do more of that to really give people context and biblical context and all that. So. Yeah. And I think that's a long it, answer. So. No, I love it. And I think because, I mean, a lot of times as worship leaders, we think our job is to just lead music like, and, mm. and it doesn't, um, like there's, there's a pastoral side to like mm. directing people into the presence of God, not just going, let's sing this song and you'll get there. Like you're, you're, yeah. you know, you'll, you'll find your way there. It's like, no, we're actually, we're actually leading somebody. And so you have to physically direct them to where they're headed. And, um, that's, that's part of the job. It's funny to me. I always think about how many things, uh, are worse, how, how many different types of, you know, personality or or skills a worship leader has to have in order to be the one to lead you know you go admin skills absolutely a creative has to have admin skills that's already a hurdle and yeah, <laughs> and and then you know the ability to lead people and to share and to pass like all of the things and then have the calling to be a worship leader it's like mm -hmm. you're you are there's so much built into that um now like i've i've heard it say you talked about talking a lot and and kind of long-winded um there but like i've heard it said like leave you know leave the preaching to the pastor you know as as the pastor is going to preach and you're you know you're just here to lead can you help us find a good balance between talking too much and not sharing at all between songs kind of how do i like where where is that balance in um yeah as i'm planning a set and kind of thinking about my overall you know leadership ability and um direction how does that where does that come with you that, that's a great question. And I think, um, you know, I probably erred to the side of talking too little. My wife used to always kind of uh, chide me a little bit over like, why aren't you talking more or whatever? And I'm like, cause we got a, we got a guy who's really great at talking and he's going to yeah. be up here for 45 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, so um, yeah, I think, I think, I think going back to that preparation and worshiping through the set and maybe, maybe coordinating that with your senior pastor and just saying, Hey, I'm going to take uh, 30 seconds, you know, in between now that doesn't sound like a very long time, but when you're, when you're speaking and you have to fill that 30 seconds, 
it's going to be seem like it's way longer than than it is, you know, if you're listening or whatever. So I, I would maybe coordinate that with your pastor. Hey, I'd like to take 30 seconds in between these two songs and, and uh, kind of shepherd and pastor that moment. And by the way, even if you don't have the word pastor in your title or whatever you're designated as in that service, you're on a platform, you have a microphone, there are lights shining on you. You're directing people to, to do something that is... And very spiritually significant. And so you are absolutely pastoring those moments. And so, uh, I'd co maybe coordinate that with your, with your, uh, with your senior pastor. Like, I don't, I don't think our role is to, you know, stop and talk between every single song. I, but I think, I, I, I think, I think that people might, I don't think anything should always be the same every time, you know? So maybe you mix that up a little bit. Maybe you, uh, maybe if if the song has a really long intro or a, uh, you know, either you cut the, either cut the intro shorter, or maybe you use that as a moment. So it, you're not like double dipping on time because I know so many churches are really, uh, you got to be really sensitive to the time because they got other ministries and parking issues and all that stuff. And so, um, I, I mean, I think I would coordinate it with my pastor and say, Hey, is that okay? And I'd, I'd also, I'd keep an open dialogue with my pastor. Hey, am I talking too much? Yep. Or, um, are you, are you okay with the amount I'm talking? Would you like to see more of that? You know, we, we get DMS all the time. Uh, my pastor really wants me to, you know, pastor in between every song and it, it makes me uncomfortable. I'm not sure where to start. And, um, you know, that's a, that's a tough thing because it's not, that's not a comfortable place for, for every single worship leader or yep. worship pastor to live in. And you can't and just so, go say this. Like, it, yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. There's not, like a, there's not like a bullet point. Say this. It, yeah. Ahead, yeah, exactly. And so I, I would say, man, keep an, keep an open communication with your pastor and watch your services. Like, and if you're, if you're a married person, ask your spouse, mm. no one will be more honest with you, hopefully than your spouse will be. And, you know, watch that live stream afterwards. Does it feel long? Does it feel like you talk too much? Does it feel like you didn't talk enough? Um, you know, don't be afraid to, to watch that. You know, if you find a, if you find a really funny fail, you can always send us the video um, and we'll, we'll, we'll post that it. That is at Worship Robs on Instagram. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> please, please tag the, please tag the video. And <laughs> as long as it's not you, that's not <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. One of the things that I've, uh, I learned a long time ago that really helped me with this and cause I, I go into a new church every Sunday, just like you mm -hmm. do. And like, and it's, so it's, but everybody kind of has their way of doing things. There's a difference between we, we're looking for 20 minutes of music and there's a difference between or we're looking for four songs. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of times people like there's you go or we, we typically do four songs. Well, four songs could be 35 minutes. Yeah. It also could Absolutely. be 20 minutes. Yeah. And um, so having that conversation with your with, with your team to go, let's not let's not get locked into we're used to doing four songs. We're like, well, no, we're used to this time being about 20 to 25 minutes. Yeah. And so if maybe I do three songs and talk a little bit more this time and next Sunday we do four songs and talk a little mm -hmm. bit less, yep. like it helps yep. to kind of balance out the overall structure of like how long your service is going to go. And not like you said a minute ago, not being locked into one way to do things yeah, or one, absolutely. one, you know, one exact, we just had this a couple weeks ago to church and they're like, Oh, we're used to doing four songs. I'm like, yeah, but if I, if I put the fourth song in, it's going to put us over by, 
like by seven or eight more minutes than you asked the service to run and they're like oh okay i'm like well because there's because all these other things yeah. like it's okay to flex a little bit to kind of like de depending on what your value on what the value is and so yeah yeah, yeah absolutely now let's talk tools um what what are you what do you use to help kind of streamline communication so your team knows what's coming during a service great question man planning center is just so great to to communicate details to communicate you know i was a um if i had a couple of soap boxes it would be i think uh key selection i don't think we often do a great job at key selection i think uh you know everybody you know you've got these unbelievable tenor voices like phil wickham and tomlin and brandon lake and all these un unbelievable singers and i think if you're if uh, there are lots of times it may not be a hard and fast rule but lots of times the guys out in the congregation are just kind of standing there because they don't know what to sing they're not trained singers they're plumbers or lawyers or doctors or whatever and so i think uh key selection and, and in, when you, when you're making a plan, including uh, an MP3 or a YouTube link or whatever you're including that is in the key, you're going to do it in, yep. you know, don't say, Hey, here's an example of the song we're going to do the examples in B, but we're going to do it in G, you know, there, that would be a, uh, certainly possible that mu you got musicians who can do that. But I think that for the average church musician that's probably a pretty big ask um i think they need it in the key they're doing it in i think they need if you're using chord charts or a lead sheet or whatever i think that needs to be in the appropriate key um if you're able to uh edit like say you're gonna shorten the you're gonna cut the intro in half or you're gonna cut the bridge in half or, or whatever like uh here's a great example the song um lion and the lamb uh, for my taste, the bridge is probably a little, uh, and I'm talking maybe the lead. I love, I love to listen to it, but when I'm doing it in the context of the worship service, the bridge uh, always felt a little long to me. So we would cut the bridge in half. Yep. Um, so we edited our MP3 on planning center to reflect that. And so you're giving your team the best information that you can give them so they can be prepared because you want them to be prepared. And out of that preparedness, you can find freedom because everybody knows everything that's going on. And if you're like, Hey man, we want to come back and hit that chorus again. I think it, it gives them the freedom to do that. And I, I think, you know, talk, we would start every rehearsal talking through the flow of what we're doing. Hey, you probably saw this in planning center, but um, we're going to do this song and then we're going to, we're going to tag it with the bridge of great are you Lord or, or whatever, you know, I mean, uh, you know, talking all of those things through and then maybe even uh, this is a little bit of another tangent. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, you, got, yeah, you're you, caught, you caught me on a good day. Uh, so, so <laughs> like if you're, uh, you know, plan in some moments that to the congregation, they might look spontaneous but it was actually a part of your plan and you were mm. able to rehearse it and all that. And what that I think does is build into your team. Oh, we can step out of the boat a little bit and it's going to be, nobody's nothing's on fire. You know, like we're, we will all survive it. 
Um, you know, we can get out of this box just a little bit. We don't have to start at the top and end at the end every single time. You know, we can tag here or tag there, or maybe we throw in an acapella chorus after we finish the song or whatever and and practice those in your rehearsal. So it, it gets them used to it. I, I just think all of that leads to uh, your team being super prepared that, and that's, that's what you want. So good. Now you said planning center. What, um, for those that maybe aren't hundred percent familiar with it. And a lot of people are kind of give us, a, give us the elevator pitch. Like why, why is, why, why is it helping? What's what, what you're doing? So when I started in ministry, I would do Excel spreadsheets of the schedule for three months at a time. I would make copies of those. I would make a letter that I would, and I would put this together and I would put a, put it in an envelope and put a stamp on it and mail it out to every member of my team. And then they were required to call into the church office, to talk to my assistant and tell me which, or talk to me, which one of those dates they couldn't do. So you can, I mean, scheduling, scheduling like a quarter, like a three month window until we were all done, it could easily probably take 10 to 14 days yeah, to accomplish that. And that's when I started in, in planning center, you can do three months in about four minutes. And it is the way that your, your team gets scheduled. They get an, an email or a text that says you've been asked to play electric guitar on this date. You can reply to the text. You can hit the button in the email that says accept or whatever. And then you have access to that service and your leader is populating that service with the flow of the service, with yeah. all the songs, with the keys, with the, the charts that you're like, it's, that's longer than an elevator pitch. But yeah. It was a long elevator. It's like a, 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 it's a tall planning, building. Planning center is like NASA and Disney world and Michael Jordan and all the greatest, you know, like the things we have, like they all got together. That's what planning center I think has done for the local church. And the people's response is typically first is, ah, I can't afford that. Like, I yeah. just can't, I, I, we don't have money for that. But what you just said a minute ago, it took 10 to 14 days of planning down to four minutes. You then can go, I have more time to invest into other things. Yep. And it's not, it's, so it's actually, it's like, hiring a part-time staff member like they like over in the corner um but i mean for pennies on the dollar and absolutely um, and then you can go and do so much more with what you're thinking and planning absolutely and, and you can go far into the future and put something down on christmas you know and then and then you know it'll it'll sit there until you get there and it's a great it's and a they great. have this thing this thing called the matrix you can pull up you can look at a whole bunch of services all at the same time side by side there's an auto schedule feature that you can hit. And if it will, it will fill out the schedule for you. You tell it the positions to fill, it'll fill it out, you know, based on the people who haven't served the most recently, you know, it helps you kind of pace people out. Like it's, it is the most unbelievable time saver. That and that's just, the, that's just make. the services. Application. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. stuff for the whole church. You know um, when I went to my last church, uh, I introduced planning center there. And by the time I left, every ministry was using it for scheduling. They were getting ready to move to the, the financial, uh, component as well. Yep. And there's like, if you're a, if your church can't afford an app or doesn't have an app, there's like a, 
church center module. And a lot of these, if you use the services app, a lot of these are, are free. They're in, kind of included. And so, man, if, if you're not familiar with planning center, it is a game changer. We used to have a music teaching studio and I used the people app um, mm. for our database because it was free. And, mm. and I was like, you know, my whole database built into people. It was, it was, it was fantastic. And we even, mm. we even, uh, we even um, background checked our instructors through people because they have it set up for children's ministry workers. Phenomenal. And it was great. It was a great, it's a great system. It's a great example of church folks making something for church folks. Yep. Like the planning center people, they're, they're church people. And they're like, why is there not a tool for me to do this? And they yep. made one and it's, Unbelievable. I love it. Now, so our podcast is called The Table, and I believe good conversation happens over good food. Mm, and this man. is my one of my favorite questions. We ask it at the end of every podcast. Mm. If I'm coming over to the Tabor house for dinner, what is a meal you might serve? Mm. I'm a foodie, man. Any mm. if you've ever followed my personal I have, and that's why I'm man, that's, that's why I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> man, you know, I could always we could smoke something, we could we could grill something. I'll tell you what I probably would do just because it sounds really good to me right now is yeah. I would, we make a, uh, a smash burger with ground chicken and we do it Ooh. on the Blackstone griddle. I would probably make chicken smash burgers and we would have, um, my wife makes a killer, uh, like cheesy potato side dish. We'd probably make that. And she makes an amazing homemade, uh, like pound cake with strawberries at summertime. That's probably what we'd have. That sounds, oh that, my makes gosh. Me, that made, just made me really hungry. I was, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I ask the question, I'm like, oh, that's nice. I'm not coming to your house. Uh, but sometimes <laughs> some, that was, I was like, ah, man, I was just over your direction. I should, I should have come over. Uh, that my, my mouth is watering that um, mm. a Blackstone is the, is the next, is the next uh, addition to my, to my, it's so um, much fun, my, man. My, 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 so my, my backyard. Fun. So much fun to cook on. Uh, you and you can do you can do a, everything you can do on a grill. You can do on a blackstone, but the the reverse of that is not necessarily true. Correct. Um, like boy, if you, to sear a steak or or whatever, like I've got a uh, I've got a hanger steak thawing upstairs. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna grill that and maybe throw it on the blackstone at the end for a nice little sear. And and I believe you're you're also a meat church fan. I, 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 oh gosh that that, that i want to go so bad yep um yeah they're though the, i'm gonna put uh i'm gonna put the gospel on this uh hanger steak and let yes. it sit for a couple hours and oh yeah if you're not familiar with meat church or if, if you're listening you're like what is that you should just go google it absolutely and go to your local ace hardware where they sell yep. the they, they sell all the seasonings and you will be you will be so happy. Phenomenal, man. What we should Phenomenal. do is just set up a worship leader hangout in Texas and we'll, let's do we'll, it. Let's fly out and then I'm we'll in. go there. We'll eat. We'll hang out and we'll come home with the suitcase full of seasonings. And I'm, I'm, let's do it. That let's sounds like it. a plan. <laughs> maybe, like... maybe, uh, maybe Matt will throw some, uh, some queso on or something mm. at the old uh, meat church kitchen. I would love that. Oh man, Oof. that sounds, this needs to happen. This it needs does. to happen. It sure does. Hey, tell us, uh, as we kind of wrap up, tell us how we can connect with you and everything that you got going on. Uh, yeah, we're worship probs, uh, with an S on the end. And you can find us at that on Instagram, Facebook threads. Uh, and then, uh, on uh, TikTok, we are uh, still worship leader probs. 
Um, and you can find us there. Um, you know, the worship props podcast is available wherever you listen to podcasts. And, uh, we launched something earlier this year called worship karaoke, where we, uh, we drive, we get in a Tesla and, and our sponsor sent us all these cameras and microphones and we wire the, the car up and we pick up worship leaders and we have conversations, uh, uh, kind of like a podcast interview, but we, we have a lot of fun with some surprises for them. And, uh, it's uh it's it's an absolute blast. So you can find uh, worship karaoke. Uh, you can find us on the on the on the YouTube's uh, at worship probs as well, and you'll see uh, karaoke episodes over there. How often do you release a new episodes of that? Uh, right now it's once a month. Uh, for season two, which we just shot, we're gonna move to twice a month. Twice a month, awesome. Yeah, podcast is weekly, and uh, karaoke will be twice a month. I love it, man. Hey, I appreciate everything that you do to, to uh, equip and entertain likewise, and, man. and worship leaders, man. You, you've spent a lot of time doing mm-hmm. this and there's a lot of worship leaders that are really thankful for the, it's just important to look up, open up Instagram and see other people failing. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Other people having <laughs> stage problems or, you know, yeah. it's encouraging to know that you're not alone in, in ministry Absolutely. and what's going on. And, um, you know, we, we, we do all kinds of stuff for senior pastors and rightfully so we ought to have, we got to have healthy senior pastors. Yeah. Um, but my, my burden is for worship and production leaders and volunteers and volunteer leaders and all the, you know, there's so many people who follow our account who are bivocational and that's, that's what my heart beats for, you know, how can we, how can we get them healthy? Um, so, you know, you got somebody working on the senior pastor, getting them healthy. If we can get, get the worship and production people healthy. I mean, just imagine what could happen in the local church. So true. Mm. So true. All right, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, you guys, you guys are awesome. And we will see everybody next week.